Faith, what good is it? Because maybe you've noticed having faith doesn't change your circumstances. All right, will you just stop being such a martyr? I am not being a martyr. I'm a victim. God is a mean kid sitting on an anthill with a magnifying glass, and I'm the end. He could fix my life in five minutes if he wanted to, but he'd rather burn off my feelers and watch me squirm. So how far does faith really take you? Faith doesn't mean that God just comes in and fixes everything in your life. We've got to stop believing that. Well, Pastor, you just need more faith. Really? I thought faith the size of a mustard seed is what moves mountains. Welcome to Simple Truths for Life with Charles Tapp. Here, we hope you'll find answers to some of life's everyday struggles. You can learn more by visiting simpletruthsforlife.org. It's not easy to be thankful when you're in the midst of trials. But as Charles Tapp explains today, living by faith is more about having hope for the future than fixing your current situation. And he begins a series of messages, we've come this far by faith, that will go deep into what living a life of faith should look like, with part one, a walk of faith. Having been raised in the Baptist tradition as a young child, you can imagine how gospel music, the old gospel tunes, had a serious impact on my Christian journey and my development and my relationship with Jesus Christ. There's something about those old gospel songs that are able to inspire and to comfort us like no other song. Amen? I remember this song that we sang when I was a child. That whenever I hear it, it still inspires me today. The song is, we've come this far by faith. Amen? Trusting in the Lord. Trusting in his holy name. He's never what? Failed me yet. Oh, oh, oh. I can't turn around. We've come this far by faith. Today, I begin a series with that same title, We've Come this far by faith. And in doing so, I want us to examine over these next several weeks this very poignant and powerful question. How far does faith really take us? There's some people who say, well, all you need is faith, and faith will transform and change everything in your life. It will cure every ill that you have. And then on the other end, of the spectrum, individuals will say, well, faith is that thing that begins our relationship with God as we grow in him through Jesus Christ. And I guess the best place to begin as we look at this thing called faith is to look at faith itself. And before we attempt to determine just how far faith really takes us, we need to first come to an understanding of what biblical faith is all about. Did you hear what I said? I'm not talking about man's idea of faith. We need to understand as we begin this journey over the next several weeks, what is biblical faith really all about? And the best place to go is Hebrews chapter 11, where the writer to the Hebrews says this, for without faith, it is what? Impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is 
and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And in that same chapter, he defines what faith is. He says, faith is the substance of things, what? Hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It is the substance of things that are hoped for, but it's also the evidence of things not seen. Now, that sounds all well and good, but what does that really mean? If you were walking down the street and someone discovered that you were a Christian and they walked up to you and asked you, what is faith? And you would tell them, <clears throat> faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. They would look at you as if you have lost your last mind. What does that really mean? So as we begin this journey of we've come this far by faith. First of all, we need to understand what faith is. In the book, The Heart of Christianity, the author Marcus J. Borg defines faith by giving us four Latin words, and in doing so, he shows us the various dimensions that biblical faith has. And the first Latin word that he uses is the word ascensa which simply means this is a faith where you and I assent or agree to a certain list of doctrinal beliefs or propositions. It's not trusting. It's simply saying, I believe. For instance, I believe that God is real. Therefore, I have faith in the existence of God. Then the second Latin word that he uses is the word fiducia which means faith as a trust. Now, this goes beyond stating the fact that you believe that God exists, but this now deals with the person of God himself saying that I trust in God himself. And whenever Jesus would say something like this to his disciples, O ye of little faith, in essence, he was saying, O ye of little faith. Trust. He wasn't telling them, well, you don't believe that God exists or that he doesn't exist. You just don't trust the God you say exists. That is faith as fiducia. The third Latin word that he uses is the word fidelitas, which sees faith as fidelity. Here, faith is seen as faithfulness in our relationship with God. In this sense, Faith has to do with loyalty. It has to do with allegiance. It has to do with commitment at its deepest level. Again, it's not faithfulness to a creed. It's not faithfulness to a list of beliefs or a list of doctrines. It is faithfulness in the realm of being committed. And it is at this dimension of faith that deals with the very core of our relationship with God. For God makes this point crystal clear in the giving of the Ten Commandments at Mount Sinai with the very first commandment. He says, listen, you shall have no other gods, what? Before me. In other words, no God should be in the place of me. And as I brought out in our messages on reverence, that was the main issue that the children of Israel had, but they were addicted to this thing called idol worship placing other gods before him. They had no fidelity when it came to their relationship with God. And it's the same 
trouble the same issue that many of God's people still have today. We have this trouble with fidelity when it comes to serving God because we've placed other idols in the place of God. And here's what we must understand. Idols don't always have to be made of wood, stone, or metal. Sometimes the idols we put ahead of God are made of flesh and blood. Sometimes the idols that we put ahead of God are people in our lives. Sometimes the idols that we place ahead of God is our own self-righteousness, thinking that we know better than God himself. For our own self-righteousness becomes this idol, and we find ourselves out of relationship with God. For God makes it clear, you must have faith. In other words, you must be faithful in your relationship with me. The same thing Jesus meant in Luke chapter 14 and verse 26. He told the disciples, listen, you want to be one of mine? You've got to hate father, mother, brother, sister. And then he paused and said, yes, even yourself, if you're going to be one of my disciples. And that word hate that Jesus used there, he's not talking about despising someone. He's not talking about having contempt for someone. That word despise means to love less. Did you get that? Jesus says, when you have faith in me, you've got to place everything else in your life, and it has to mean less to you than I do, because I am a, what, jealous God, and I want you to have fidelity in your relationship with me. But then the last word that Borg uses to describe this thing called faith is the word visio. It is faith as seen. Simply put, true faith allows you and I to see beyond what we see with our physical eyes, but it allows us to see things the way God sees things. You see, here's the challenge in life. You and I can only see life in bits and in pieces. But when God looks at life, God sees one big picture. But when we have the faith of God, the visio, the vision of God, we are able to see beyond the natural realm into the spiritual realm, and we're able to see things, other people, and even ourselves, and even challenges and trials the way God sees. And it is this last dimension of faith that I want us to focus on today. And there's no better place to look at that faith, that idea of faith, than in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. The Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 7, 4, we walk by what? Faith and not by sight. What is in the world is Paul saying here? Some people believe that to walk by faith means that when I have faith in God, God steps in and changes every situation in my life and makes it all good. And all I've got to do is live a life where I'm walking in faith. I speak faith to the universe. Have you said that? Have you heard that? 
I speak my faith to the universe. Therefore, all good things will come to me. That is the biggest lie from the very pit of hell, and it has made its way into the church of God. Foolishness. That is a lie from the very enemy himself. Listen, if that is the case, I don't want to get too far off of my message today, but if that is the case, if you can just speak to the universe, then you control the universe. And whoever controls the universe is God. That's why this idea is so popular. Because we want to be God. And here's where we've got to stop getting our, all of our theology from things we hear in the wind. We've got to go back to the book, folks. So let's go to the book this morning. Let's look in context to see what Paul is talking about here. Let's read those verses, those first six verses, before we get to verse 7 in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 to verse 6. Look at what he says here. This is Paul. For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is what? Destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly designed to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven. If indeed having been clothed, we shall not be found, what everybody? We shall not be found naked. For we who are in this tent groan, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by what? Life. Look at verse 5. Now, he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who also has given us the Spirit as a what? As a guarantee. Now, look at verse 6. So we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. Then Paul says, we walk by faith and not by sight. So in this context, what is Paul really talking about here? First of all, he's talking about two things. He's talking about death and he's talking about dying. And he he makes this reference to this tent or this building. And what he's really talking about is the human body. And all that this human body has to deal with as a result of being in this world today. And Paul has come to the unavoidable reality that the longer you live in this life, your body will begin to wear out. You're listening to Simple Truths for Life with Charles Tapp and his message, A Walk of Faith. And if you're enjoying this message or you'd like to find others like it, you can find out more by visiting simpletruthsforlife.org. We'll conclude with the rest of his message right after this. Man, when I think about WGTS, I think about family, and uh, WGTS lifts me up. The whole crew has truly been a blessing in my life, and um, I'm forever grateful for WGTS and what they do for myself and for the community. Your support makes a difference. I always uh, encourage people, like, you want to listen to something, be encouraged when you're going through a tough time, starting at 91.9, they are definitely up with the spirits. And uh, especially in the trying time we're in right now in society. Working together to impact the nation's capital. And I am forever grateful for for the WGS family because that's exactly what it is, a family. 
And we get to be a part of that as listeners, which is, is amazing. Listener funded. WGTS 91.9. Always encouraging. At 88.3 on the Eastern Shore. This is Simple Truths for Life. And how can you be thankful when life gets tough? Is faith enough to help withstand life's storms? Charles Tapp has answers as we return to the rest of his message, A Walk of Faith. And all that this human body has to deal with as a result of being in this world today. And Paul has come to the unavoidable reality that the longer you live in this life, your body will begin to wear out. When I was 40, I felt like I was 25. I didn't say I looked like I was 25. I said I felt like I was 25. Don't send me any emails. But something strange happened when I turned 41. I started to feel things in my body in places I never knew I had. My knees began to hurt after playing. My wrist started to hurt. My back started to hurt. My ankle still hurts. There was a time every Sunday morning I would play tennis from 7 to 11. Sometimes I would even extend it to noon. That was just three years ago. Now by 9 o'clock I'm walking off the court. Because I have come to understand that as long as I live in this body, in this tent, the longer I live, the worse it gets. You don't want to say amen because you don't want to say you're old, but it's true. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. I'm getting older. That's what Paul is saying. Paul said, listen, I get the fact that because I'm in this body, I've got to deal with everything that this body has to deal with. But he says, that's temporary because God has promised, and Paul talks about this more in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He says, God has promised me that when he returns, he's going to get rid of this tent and I'm going to take off this tent and he's going to give me an incorruptible body. Who says amen? But Paul says, but I'm not there yet. But this thing I understand, Paul says, if I am absent from God, that means I'm stuck in this body. And as long as I'm stuck in this body, as long as I'm confined to this body, it will always be riddled with pain and disease. Because as long as I'm absent from God, I'm in this body. But Paul goes on to say, but what I really want is to be with the Lord. Because if I'm with the Lord... That means I'm in eternity and I will never have to deal with the ills that this body brings. But Paul says, in spite of my present reality, I choose to walk by faith. In other words, Paul is saying, I choose to trust God for what he has promised me as if I already had it right now. That's what walking by faith is all about. And Paul reveals just how his condition was. Look at 2 Corinthians 4, verses 14 to verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose what? Heart. 
even though our outward man is perishing. Yet the inward man, he says, is being renewed how? Day by day. Then he says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. In other words, Paul is saying, listen, I'm walking by faith in my present reality, but I know this tent that I'm confined in now is temporary. And I love what he says in verse 5 that because God has given us his spirit, he has given us a down payment for our future eternity. You know, when I was a child, my mom, she only had like 11th grade education. But this woman had more wisdom than Solomon himself. She would buy our clothes for the spring in the fall. She would buy them a size larger. She would have us try the clothes on, look in the mirror, walk around, a little big, but I like this. Then she would say, take it off. She would take it back and hand it to the store clerk. I'm going, but I thought these were ours. But then she would reach into her pocket and give the man some money. But we walked away with no clothes. I'm going, I don't understand this. And then she explained to me this thing called layaway. It's come back now, hasn't it? Layaway is when you give a down payment for something you're going to receive in the future. Paul says, yes, in this present age, this present body is riddled with pain and disease, but God has given us his spirit to live within us as a down payment for the body he promises me later. So Paul says, I'm not going to walk around and just talk about the pain that I'm dealing with in his body. Paul says, I'm walking by faith in my present reality as if I already have it. It's like the old slaves used to do walking in the field barefoot. They would sing a song that went something like this. I got shoes. Come on now, folks. You got shoes. All God's chilling got shoes. When I get to heaven, going to put on my shoes and going to walk around all around God's heaven. But you look at their feet and all you see is bare feet. But they understood without even having the understanding of theology that God had made a down payment for some shoes for them. In my present condition, Paul says, I'm not what I need to be, even what I want to be, but God has put a down payment for me because one day I'm going to walk around heaven. But Paul is saying, when you walk by faith, you don't wait until you have the shoes to start wearing the shoes. Faith allows us to have visio. It allows us to see things as God sees them. It allows us to, to be transported from the here and now into the age where God has things waiting for us. Faith doesn't mean that God just comes in and fixes everything in your life. We've got to stop believing that. Well, pastor, you just need more faith. Really? I thought faith the size of a mustard seed is what moved mountains. You know, I don't do a lot of talking about my wife's illness and her disease. People ask me all the time, Pastor, why don't, why don't you talk about it? Why don't you say more about it from the pulpit? Why? Listen, 
everybody's got something. Everybody's got something. As long as you live in this body, everybody has something. One day someone went to her, this well-meaning church member, and said, Sister, your problem is you don't have enough faith. If you just had enough faith, then God would heal you. Listen, faith is not a cure-all for the ills that exist in this life. And the problem is too many of us are demanding of faith for the here and now things that God has only promised for the future. And in doing that, we become resentful and the very thing that should build our relationship with God ultimately begins to dismantle our relationship with God because we don't understand why my faith is not moving mountains and why, because I speak it, it doesn't happen. That's not what the essence of faith is. The essence of faith is simply this. In my present reality, God allows me to see beyond that and see the bigger picture. So Paul says, yes, I'm going through pain. My body is racked. But these are light and momentary. You see, when you live by faith, you don't even suffer the way some people suffer. People who only live by sight, they are governed by their experience. So when they suffer, they just want to die because they don't think there's anything beyond this. But when you live by faith, you understand that there is something beyond this and you and I are going to be held accountable later for how we live right now. You want to know how far does faith take us? This is how far faith takes you. Faith takes us all the way to eternity while still living here in the present. That's why Paul was able to say, I would rather be with God, but I'm stuck in this body now. But even though I'm stuck in this body now, I'm going to walk by faith because I know that this is not the end. Who says amen today? One of the best, one of the most powerful examples of living by faith. It comes from one of my favorite books in the Bible, the Old Testament, the book of Habakkuk. Let's take a look at chapter 2, verse 4, and then we're going to turn to Habakkuk 3, 17 and on. Behold, the proud, his soul is not upright in him, But the just or the righteous shall live how? By faith. Now, jump to chapter 3. It only has three chapters. And let's start with verses 17 to verse 19. Now, remember what he said. The just shall live how? By faith. Not by sight, but by faith. Seeing things the way God sees them. And here is the best example in Scripture I've ever seen of seeing things the way God sees them. He says, though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit beyond the vines. Though the labor of the olive may fail and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold and there'll be no herd in the stalls. What is he saying? When things in this life that I have to experience because I'm confined to this tent don't go the way I want or anticipate. Yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. That's what walking by faith is. When stuff doesn't work out the way you want. How about this? When things don't work out the way you've prayed. 
Maybe you lost a loved one. You prayed for them, but they died anyway. Faith allows you to see the bigger picture from the way God sees them. And you've got to understand that what you have right now is not the end. God has a better set of clothes for you on layaway. I don't know about you folk. I can't wait. If I told you right now every part of my body that ached, you wouldn't believe me. You'd say that you're telling a lie and the truth is not in you. I hurt every day of my life. Some of you hurt even more. Some of you can't even move the way you used to move. Some of you can't even breathe the way you used to breathe. And it's not just the physical body. It's all the stuff you and I have to deal with because we're confined to this body in this life. All of the trials and the tragedy and the suffering. Listen, if you live by sight, that's all you have. But when you walk by faith, you can be in the midst of all of that and still walk in eternity. That's what walking by faith is. It's not faith fixing everything, but it's faith allowing you to see what God has in store even while you're in the midst of your situation. You've been listening to Simple Truths for Life with Charles Tapp and his message, A Walk of Faith. And if you want to listen again or share it with someone, you can find these messages on platforms like Apple Podcasts, and now also on Spotify, or visit us online at simpletruthsforlife.org. Now here's what we're working on for next week. For the possession of a genuine faith in God is only as valuable as the works that are generated by thy believer in their life of faith. Next week, we hope you can listen in again as Charles Tapp shares part two of this series, We've Come This Far By Faith, with his message, the work of faith. Well, thanks for listening, and we hope you'll plan to join us again next week for more Simple Truths for Life.